Welcome back to episode number 38 of the MP Dude. This is Jeff the MP Dude, giving nurse practitioners a voice. That is all of our voices, so keep those comments, questions, concerns, issues. Whatever's bugging you, it needs to be bugging all of us, so send them to me. You can email me, jeff at the mpdude.com. You could comment on my shows. You could comment on, on my Facebook page as well. I'm getting a lot of PMs through Facebook. That's a good way to get me. Um, I, I respond really, usually pretty quickly. Even if I'm busy, I'll send back a note saying, hey, I'll catch, a, catch up with you tonight or I'm in the middle of something. I'll catch you, you know, later. Uh, just to let people know that I am, I am paying attention and listening. So that's a good way to get me. I'm getting some people getting me on, on my personal Facebook page. That's another good way to get me too. Um, but keep those questions and comments coming because like I said a hundred times before, I really mean it. If it's bothering you, it's probably bothering a bunch of other people. And if you don't know about it, chances are there's a bunch of other people that don't know about it. And I might not know it either. And I might need to know it. So send those things to me. And I really appreciate you guys doing that. Couple things I wanted to just talk about. Yesterday's show, uh, I did it two days ago, and um, and posted it late last night because that's the first time I had a chance to do it. And and when I listened to it, it was it was a little hard to hear some parts of it because of the recorder that I was using. I didn't use my phone for that one. Um, I used uh, my my little recorder, and it seemed to do okay, but it wasn't the greatest. So I apologize for the quality of the sound. But what I'm going to do, I think, in the future is I'm going to use um, my PC and I'm going to get a microphone. So that way it sounds a little nicer when I have people over. Because it was hard to hear Joe sometimes. And then we, I was talking over him and you just couldn't hear it. So, And I'm not good enough with um, the program to clean it up, um, with Audacity to be able to clean it up yet. So I'm, I'm still learning. So bear with me. The quality hopefully will only get better. But it was a lot of fun. It was great to just sit down and have a couple drinks and just BS. And that was completely unscripted. We didn't really have anything planned to talk about. And, and um, you know, I, and that's how I want it. I want it just being a couple of friends getting together, having some drinks or coffee or whatever, and just uh, just shooting the shit, you know, just like just like it should, should be. And I've always had experience listening to podcasts where the best ones that I've, in, at least the ones I've enjoyed the most, were the ones where people were just friends talking. And it felt like I was in the room talking with them. And I found, I found myself talking back, answering, you know, oh, yeah, I've done that, you know, or whatever. And it's, it, it, those are the, the most fun ones that you connect with people. And, and uh, so I hope you guys had a connection with that, with that show. And I hope to have a lot more and have Joe and other people on as well. So, and I mean it. If you guys are out there and you're like, man, I'm, I'm cruising through Northeast Ohio and I, uh, you know, I, 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 I got an hour to kill. Just drop me a note, man. I'll, my door's always open to you guys. This is a this is a community where we all get together and we we help each other out. So I truly mean that. Couple things I want to go through today, man. We're up to like 571 likes, man. That was amazing. It was a week. We went up 70 in a week without me even saying much. So that that's awesome. Keep spreading the word. Um, another thing, iTunes. There's the. Uh, the rating system in there, and I don't know if anybody else has been rating, but I've got one in there, but you can leave a comment and you can leave ratings in there. The more ratings I get, I believe it puts me higher up on the healthcare like category list. So do that, guys. If you guys are listening on iTunes, that's a good way for me to know, and I'm just trying to rack my brain on how I could track iTunes. So go to the iTunes like uh, you know rating system. I don't care what you rate me. I mean, you can give me a one if you want. I mean, I'd prefer you to give me a good rating if you're listening. I would hope you're you know rating me at least in the, the higher end. But give me a rating. Give me feedback. If you're going to give me a negative rating, I expect you to tell me. 
<laughs> why it's a negative. Because if I don't know, I don't know how to fix it. And if I just am not your cup of tea, then don't leave anything, right? If you don't have anything nice to say, you know, I guess if you want to bash me, I'm open source. Bash me. I don't care. Tell me I suck. Everybody does, right? So keep telling me I suck. Um, what do I want to talk about today? Well, let's see. There was one comment that came in that was like a response to my, my show I did the other day about um, single-payer system, right? It was a couple episodes ago, and somebody somebody misinterpreted completely how I said it, and I, I, and I, I went back and listened, to it. I'm like, yeah, I think I said it right, and I went back and checked, and I said, yeah, I did say it right, but but it is a confusing topic, so that's I'm, I'm cool with the, the, the response, like, man, I thought you said you were a conservative, and now you're saying single-payer is great. That's not at all what I mean. I mean, single payer is going to be single payer. We're stuck with it no matter what. And and um, do I think it's great? No, I don't think it's good at all. I don't like the idea of any government involvement in our lives. And and if you believe that we need more government, I don't know how to explain it to you. <laughs> I just can't do it. I don't. I got to explain it over and over again because the government. You know, look at the track record. They screw everything up. Every society through humankind, government got involved. It eventually fell apart. It just does. And so what, where do I think we're going? That was the follow-up question was, well, what would be better than single-payer? Well, in an ideal world, that's what I was explaining was, you know, I, there would be no government involvement at all. You got sick, you come to me, you pay me 20 bucks, and I, I take a look at you. But that's not good enough in the eyes of society because we want control and make sure that people are competent and that you're getting it done right. And instead of saying, well, that guy's a quack, I'm not going to him because he saw so-and-so and didn't know what he was doing. You know, the market can dictate a lot of this stuff. It really can. And there's people out there that are going to disagree with that market is evil and all that stuff. And there's going to be people that take advantage. Yes, there is. But you have to also be aware. You know, I'm a, I'm a fan of a legal term called caveat emptor. Caveat emptor is buyer beware. That means if you are going to go buy a car from, you know, the slimiest guy in town that you know is going to, you know, polish the turd and sell you a piece of crap, you know, it's, you're, you're, you, you kind of expected it. You should know better. Now, there's always going to be those people that don't know and just come in blind, but it should be your due diligence to find out if you're getting taken advantage of. That's just the way it is. That's why, especially now, today, with internet, man, you guys, we can rate the crap out of everything in an open source model. If you don't like my show, you can give me a one. If I got a bunch of ones, nobody's going to listen to it. I go away. If, if it's great, then everybody gives me fives, and everybody's going to listen to it, and it's going to be, it sticks around. It's the same way in business, and especially with the internet now. You know, a hundred years ago, you walk, you're new to town, you don't know who to go to, and you go and you, you go to the carriage maker and or whatever, and and you say, I need a new carriage, and uh, you know they make a piece of crap, and you get taken advantage of. You just didn't know. That sucks. But that's a small, small percentage of the people. Do we need to overregulate everything so that we so that we can adjust for that one out of a million people? I, it just it doesn't make sense to me. That's why I'm a free market guy. Not that I think that these giant corporations are free markets. They are, in fact, not. They're not. They're part of the system. They, they lobby to the, to the political powers that be to be able to do the things that they want to do. It's not free market. And people say it's free market. It's not free market. We don't have a free market anymore. It's so over-regulated to keep the little guys from becoming big guys so that the big guys can keep getting bigger. 
So, uh, you know, most people that would, would di disagree with me on that, if we sat down and had a beer and talked about it and talked about the common ground, we would be 95 to 98% on the same page. And that 1% or 2%, we would it wouldn't be that big of a deal to disagree about and say you know what yeah i agree with most everything you say we would we would probably be on the same page but we just it's communication it's using the right words it's using the the the, the right tact of doing it now what is better i don't you know i think it's just a free market leave us leave us the hell alone let us do what we want let insurance be insurance again which is for catastrophic stuff you know, my my my, uh, my deductible. I don't know. It's a couple thousand bucks. I could, I in a free market system, I could get a lot of health care for a couple thousand bucks, way more than I need. And the catastrophic stuff—that's what that's there for. You know, I get sick with this appendicitis, and I got to go to get a surgery, and it's ten grand. That's or fifteen or twenty grand. That's what that's there for. Health care shouldn't be covering every. Or health insurance shouldn't cover everything, in my opinion. But, but we can't do that now. We're too far gone. We're too far into it. We can't back it out. Now, there's those cash-for-only, you know, cash-only cash services out there that are, that are becoming a niche market. And that's because people are tired of paying these astronomical, you know, deductibles. They might as well just go pay for what they want when they need it. But the problem is, is that, you know, until Obamacare is gone, or at least the mandate, which it should be, hopefully, someday... Um, we still got to buy insurance. Now, insurance, I still think, is a good idea. It's just being good preparedness. If something happens, I got insurance for my car, why wouldn't I insure my health? Same thing. So I'm not saying I'm anti-insurance, but I'm, I'm certainly anti-government telling me what to do <laughs> at all levels. It doesn't matter. Government, Do I need a government telling me that I need a sticker on my license plate? I mean, really? Ugh. Come on. It's, it's just another way for them to make money to support themselves, to do a job, to tell me that I need more stickers on my plates. It, it's stupid. But the roads, we need roads, right? We need roads in schools, whatever. I think the private market can figure all that out. And there's other people I know that might be listening that might agree with me on that one. If you guys are listening, chime in. Um, you guys know who you are. Anyways, so I, I think that a free market would, would be a better system. Are we ever going to get there? Realistically, no, we're never going to get there. We, we would have to wait for an entire collapse of our healthcare system before it reboots and starts over again. And that's not any time off. There's still too much money in the system. There's still too much money to be made. Um, there's still too many batteries, you know, like the Matrix, too many people that are just plugged in and uh, part of the machine. So it's not going to happen anytime soon. So that's reality. And so reality is what? What are we faced with reality? We've got to wait for the single-payer system. It's that They're going to make it awful and painful and make it worse and break it more so that... It seems like the only logical solution. Instead of going back to a free market, because that's too far away, right? We're too far down the road. <clears throat> They're going to say, well, you know, the single payer, Medicare for all. Just makes sense, right? Medicare for all. Let's just do it for everybody. And it's going to be a disaster. It will. And you're in the, the comment on my Facebook page was, well, look at the VA. That's, that's you know, single payer. And I agree. I mean, I've never had to go to the VA, so I don't know personally, but I've seen enough horror stories on the internet and, vid and videos on Facebook, and, and I've seen, you know, people talking about it, so I, you know, I don't, but I've also heard some people say, man, my VA's great, uh, so I, I, I don't know, but 
Jeepers creepers. I, I just I think that the administration of it. I'm not saying that the practitioners at the VA are bad. So don't take that the wrong way. If you're working at the VA, I think you're doing the best you can. I think the problem is is that the resources aren't getting to you. It's getting sucked up into the system. So all the allocation of the funding through tax dollars gets wasted on bureaucracy instead of going to the patients for the services that they need. Long wait lines, things like that. So that's where I would go on that one. And, and I don't mean to beat up on it, but it, it's, it is important. And I think that, that uh, if somebody has another take, not a, not a desire, but a, like reality, what you think is going to be reality, post it on my Facebook page. Email me. Tell me. I want to hear what you guys think because this is just the way I see it going. I don't. I'm just. Here's the analogy. If if you guys have ever seen like Back to the Future, the movie, and in one of them there was uh, I don't know if it was two or three. I can't remember, but it was the one with the train. Right? They had the train and they were in the Wild West and stuff like that. And if you haven't seen that movie, go watch it on YouTube. I'm sure you could probably see it. But at the end of the movie, and spoiler alert here, they they get on the train and they get it going as fast as they can, and and the bridge isn't constructed yet. And they're hoping that, you know, the flux capacitor is going to kick in at 55 miles an hour or whatever it was, 88 miles an hour, so that they, they can, you know, take off and go through, through time and space and all that stuff. Well, we're on this train, right? And we're heading towards a bridge that's not built yet. <laughs> and we're going, we're going, you know, 88 miles an hour hoping that the flux capacitor kicks in. There's no flux capacitor. We're going over the bridge. <laughs> There's no bridge. We're not going to make it. It's but but what's going to happen is the way I see it is it's not a sudden drop off. It's not you know you're going to fall off the cliff. It's like uh, more like a roller coaster. We're going to go down in circles like you're spiraling down a toilet bowl, and it's going to be slow at first because at the top of the bowl it's a big it's a big circle. As you get closer to the bottom, it's faster. You'll feel the pain a lot faster. So we're at the top of the bowl. We're spinning slow. We're not going to get to the bottom yet. And it might not happen in our lifetime. It might be our kids' lifetime, or our kids' kids, you know, our grandkids. But it's going to happen. Our healthcare system's going to implode. It's just there's no way. The growth of the GDP was what up to 16% of GDP last year. I don't know. I can't remember. It was a high number, and that was in within like 10 years. It went up like five, <laughs> from 11 to 16 or something in like five years. Don't call me exact numbers, but it was that like order of magnitude. It was a lot. So it's more and more expensive. And the government's going to pay for it? Who, who's the government? We're the government. We're the ones paying for it. Now, we are in a very particular situation where we have the benefit of having the petrodollar. So we can command, you know, to print more money without having really any backing for it. And our Federal Reserve does that. So we print money like crazy. We don't you know physically, but they put zeros at the end of, you know, ones. They just keep adding zeros. Well, you want another hundred billion dollars? Sure. Here, we'll just change the computer program and it says a hundred billion. Here, you got more in your account. Great. Go spend it. But eventually, that doesn't work. You you lose credibility in the in the world, and you can't pull that off. But we have it because we have the petrodollar, so we're good for a while. But how long? I don't know. I don't know. What's the next major currency? You know, most people trade in U.S. dollars, but they're switching to gold in China and Russia, and they're they're trading in other currencies now and they're trying to get away from it i don't know i mean that could happen quick that could happen in 10 years 15 your guess is as good as mine but when that happens you're going to see the healthcare system is especially if it's a single payer how are they going to pay for all this stuff they can't just keep printing and they can't steal from us because we're not going to have any money because over half the people are going to be on the dole 
I, I, there's no great answers. There really isn't. And, and my answer, honestly, is grow a garden <laughs> and be, you know, work in your local community. You know, get that social capital with your with your neighbors and friends. Because when something happens, you rely on the people that are around you. You don't rely on Washington D.C. So plant a garden. Be involved in your community. That's that's how I'm trying to do it. All right. So I beat up on that one. What else? There was a, a post on Facebook that I saw this morning. And my voice still kind of sounds like crap, so I apologize. And it was a, um, somebody said, and it was a long story about, and it wasn't that long, but it was long enough that I was like, eh, skip, 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 story, 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 what's the question? And the question was, can you sue a patient or a family member of a patient for slander because they said that you sexually harassed the um, the patient you, you've terminated them as a as a patient they're not there anymore they whatever it was the situation was it doesn't really matter but they're no longer your patient and you and the, you're being you're being uh, slandered throughout the community about you you know sexually harassing your patient and uh, can you sue them for slander and and somebody said yeah but you be have really a hard time you got to prove damages which is true uh, and you have to prove the slander and that's true sometimes. And this is the reason I want to talk. And I said, hey, I think I'm going to talk about this one. So if this is for you guys. Go back and listen. And uh, I've talked some about um, causes of action in the past and when you, when you have a cause of action and statutes of limitations and all those things that kind of play into and depositions into lawsuits and things like that. But here's the specific like cause of action question. You can sue for slander. If somebody publishes to a third party that they that they um, that you that you've done something wrong or that it was that was an untruthful statement is the standard an untruthful statement made to a third party and the third party could be in written or verbal right and they both both written and verbal goes and one one slander one's libel and um, and I always have to remember which one I don't know I'm not looking it up I'm too tired to think about it. But they kind of both fall under, you know, slanderous statements, right? It's just in general, they call it slander. But slander is a specific. One's written, one's verbal. That's all you need to know. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> I think libel is written. Slander is spoken. I think S and S, if I remember right. And an attorney, if you're listening, they're going to be like, how do you not know that? <laughs> and it's because I don't care. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I've never sued for it. Um... But there is some exceptions to this, right? Because the, the this commenter that responded said, yeah, but you're going to have a hard time proving that the statement was made. Well, maybe. Because under certain circumstances, and I remember it was like five or six very specific common law circumstances occur where um, the burden of proof shifts from the, plaintiff, from, the, yeah, from the plaintiff to the defendant. So it's pretty harsh. Um, so here's the situation. If you um, are talking about somebody's work, okay, um, and you say, you know, it, and it wasn't sexual harassment, and there, that's kind of an exception too, and I'll get into that one here in a second. But say somebody said, you know what, I don't go to that NT anymore because she's negligent and killed my grandma. Right? Something like that. And, she, and then... And they, they, you know, put it on a billboard sign, you know, publishing it, right? It's published and third parties can see it. So it's not just to me. You're not just telling me this. You're telling it to everybody else in the office. Or you're screaming it when you're running out the office and I've got, you know, 50 witnesses in the waiting room that heard you say it. That's published. That's enough. 
because you're you're accusing me of of failing in my profession or being in my profession and it relates to that in my job I can sue you for in that case it would be slander right and I don't have to prove that I said it you have to prove that you didn't say it the burden shifts it goes to the other party so try proving a negative it's really hard to do prove the absence of gravity well, I don't know. I gotta go in space, and I gotta detest. I don't. Know. That's really hard to do, right? Prove I didn't do something. Well, I have no proof to that. I can't prove that. It's hard to do. So, it's a way that professionals um, and and other other certain circumstances, but professionals are usually where it happens, where they they um, they have the ability to push the burden onto somebody else to kind of keep people from making false claims just to hurt their reputation because you didn't give them a good deal or I didn't give them narcotics when they wanted it so now they're screaming about how I'm doing and I could sue them for it. Now, chances are they're not going to have any money so it doesn't matter. You know, I, I, could, I could get a judgment against a lot of people and they're never going to pay me <laughs> because they don't have anything. they got to pay their mortgage before they pay me. So it's kind of silly, but and, and I got to pay a lawyer to do it, and it's a headache, and the two years of my life, and it's just how angry do I have to be to get my money back? I don't know. So th that burden shifting is kind of a nice thing. So that was something that I wanted to point out to people that you know what, if somebody says something to you and says says it out loud in your office, yeah, you can sue the crap out of them for slander or libel if they write it down, and and uh, you might win just because of the burden shifting. You don't have to necessarily prove it. Now, truth is a defense. So if they pull out, you know, the death certificate that says, you know, XYZ person prescribed the wrong medication and that was the cause of death was, you know, overdose of, you know, lisinopril or something. I don't know, whatever. I could do that, but maybe. Um, I guess you could, right? You drop the blood pressure too much <laughs> and then stroke out. So you could, right? You, you, you could pull out a, a document that says, yeah, here's my defense. Truth is my defense. And, oh, by the way, I want my money back for, you know, you suing me for defamation. Now you have a wrongful death claim or something else tacked onto it. So you have to be careful how you do it. But if you got somebody that's making a claim that you obviously, and I've never talked to this person before, I've, not, I've got no contacts with this person, and the only reason he's mad at me is because I didn't give him narcotics, this isn't a personal experience. This is just all hypothetical. I, didn't, I haven't had this happen. You could um, you could sue the crap out of them, and you don't even have to prove anything. You left the they they prove that they didn't say it. Yeesh. How many witnesses do you have that says you didn't say it? I don't know. And I got a whole room full of witnesses that said you did. That's that's pretty harsh. So that that kind of kind of shuts that down. But you're never going to win anything. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. It's, a, it's kind of a moot point. But it's a neat exercise to think about. Some of the other situations that can happen with this. You can have, um, if somebody impugns the uh, morality of a woman, some, some wording like that was one of them. And it basically means that if you call a girl a whore or a slut or something like that, that she could sue you for defamation and a defamation of character. Um, I have to prove that I didn't say it. The burden shifts to me. Now this is state state common law so it might be different in your state but it's generalized right so this is a lot of a lot of common law for these things and there was a couple others none of them were of which were very big deal but i remember it was your job somebody said you were crappy at your work and if somebody said you were a slut 
and I don't like that word, but you know, it is what it is. That's that's kind of just kind of drive my point across. So you consume, sue away. Ooh, there's a bunch of turkeys. Gobble gobble. There's like five, six turkeys. No toms. Hmm. They're huge. Not flying very high. Cool. Um, sorry, I, I drive out in the country, so sometimes I see neat animals. Uh, what else did I see? Um, there was something else I want to talk about, but we're at 24 minutes, so I'm going to wrap it up, and I'll save whatever it was for later. I'll do another one maybe tomorrow and get more shows out to you guys. I'm trying to get a bunch of, bunch of content just so you guys got something to listen to, and, and hopefully it's entertaining. Hopefully you're learning something. Um, I know I'm learning a ton from you guys. You guys are correcting the crap out of me, and I appreciate that. So keep those those corrections coming. Let me know. and, and uh don't forget to like and share on the Facebook. I'm seeing a lot of likes, um, specifically on my page. Like you guys are clicking on the like button on my on my my uh, web page, which is cool. Um, but go to my Facebook page and like that too. So if you guys are listening on iTunes and you haven't logged in your your laptop in a while or your tablet or whatever, or even going on to the web the website, go on the website, check it out, see what you think, and then go on to my Facebook page, like my Facebook page. And share my Facebook page because that's how a lot of people are listening. A lot of people are getting the information. So um, spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell tell your students at your at your MP school that you're you know hey there's this wacky guy that's talking about stuff that we might need to know about. Um, and spread the word. You guys are doing a great job. I'm having a blast doing it. So I appreciate it. Don't forget uh, you guys catch me on iTunes and uh, start the rating system. See if we can get that going. See if we can spread the word that way too. And uh, we'll talk soon, guys. Thanks a lot.